Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, December 27th. That's right, in between that weird week where Christmas starts, or Christmas is over and the new year is just getting ready to start. We are back with an update on all your LA Galaxy news. I'm your host, Josh Guessman. Joining me in studio is Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. We have a lot to get to, uh, a lot of interesting news that certainly came about. Uh, recently, we're going to talk about the passing of Siggy Schmidt, the legendary MLS coach, and of course, legendary LA Galaxy coach. Then we're going to talk about the hiring of Guillermo Barros-Scalotto. We have uh, all the new signings to get you updated on. We'll go through the rumors and all the off-season stuff that's getting ready to take place, including Super Draft, MLS Combine, and the results of the re-entry draft in the Stage 2 portion of that draft. So, a lot to get to, a lot of things to start with, but before we do a whole bunch of that, let's make sure we check in with Eric. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. It's glad to be here. Yeah. A, a belated Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there, and a Happy New Year in advance. I was going to say, we're in that, that middle zone, just cover all your bases. It's a weird week. Yeah. It's, I don't know. if you, you don't have to work right now. I yeah, know that. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, the winter break for the educators, it kind of works out nicely where I get to enjoy Christmas. I actually enjoy it when it's backed up closer to Christmas, but right. then you get the longer break after after the new year. So uh, I'm fortunate to be off work, spending time with the kids, getting some quality time with all those Christmas toys. So times are good right now. I, I was going to say that uh, it seems that uh, that I was back at work today, and it seems like nobody else is working. So, um, <laughs> you know, my phone calls go unanswered, all that fun stuff. Like, uh, why, why even bother? It, you know, it, it, what, why do we fake it? Did you have a good holiday at least? I did have a good holiday. All right. Thank very you good very holiday. Much. Thank you. Thank How you. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Uh, I would like to say that the spirit of Santa Claus is alive and well in my seven-year-old son. So, That's good. Uh, so he even heard uh, sleigh bells ringing. Ooh. I don't. He, I he didn't say, dip into VIP any of the, yeah, He didn't. <laughs> he, he didn't dip into any of the uh, the adult beverages or right. adult beverages, as he used to say. Um, so no, it was it was good. He he enjoyed it and everything. And uh, of course, I have a brand new nephew who is. Let's see if today's the twenty seven. Is twelve days old. Wow. Yes. So. That's right. Fresh. So spanking so Jack, new. Still got that new baby smell. My my nephew Jack is doing very well too and enjoyed. I I imagine he enjoyed his first Christmas. <laughs> I have no idea. He didn't not enjoy it. He, uh, he sure. We'll go with that. I, I don't know where emotions are. <laughs> with a, a 17-day-year-old, but uh, obviously uh, a lot of stuff. Now, we'll have to start off. It's going to be on a down note. We all know yeah. that coming into this, but we wanted to start with it. Um, as we have been going along, Kevin Baxter and I have been doing our best to get you updated on the, on the status of Siggy Schmidt. We told you whatever he went into the intensive care unit. Uh, I believe he went in on December 10th. Um, you know, from all the reports that sort of came around, it looks like he was waiting for a heart transplant. And unfortunately, on Christmas uh, Day, uh, I believe it was actually in the afternoon sometime, uh, Siggy Schmidt passed away at 65 years old. Um, this is this is interesting. I, I was talking with some Galaxy fans and and just trying to uh, you know parse through this and and some of my good friends and trying to say you know this is the first LA Galaxy coach to pass away. Yeah. So there's that. It's also for the most part. It's the first, you know, MLS legend coach yeah. to pass away. That, that's an interesting way to put it because when you think about it, you know, relatively the the league as a whole is very young. Right. The team is very young, so there just isn't that history. So, and obviously, with time, there's gonna these things are going to happen. Uh, with Siggy, I think it was sooner than maybe, um, you know, most would have hoped, but but these things are going to happen. So it does kind of 
put things in perspective. And we we're I was talking about this on, on a other podcast. Uh, you know, shout out to the King's Realm because you were cheating. <laughs> I you was were cheating, cheating on a different show. Yes. But they said, well, wasn't he just fired? Didn't it in on bad terms? But you you let all that go. You celebrate. You know, especially when you look at the list of accomplishments, the things he did for this club. He loved the game. He loved the sport. The things he did for soccer in this country. And you you let those things go. You know, you don't you don't look back and let the the last you know, pieces that may have been a little bit tainted. You don't worry about that because you, you look at the life as a whole 65 years and you're not going to let the last, you know, six months dictate all the great accomplishments that he had uh, prior to that. No, no. The fact that he spent 19 years coaching at UCLA, yeah. uh, the fact that he, uh, he moved to the United States when he was very young, ended up uh, going to a uh, high school in Torrance. So he's, mm-hmm. he's a local kid for, yeah. for all that matter. Uh, went to UCLA, I think eventually went to USC for a master's. I mean, so you're talking about a, a local product guy um, who ended up winning three NCAA, NCAA national championships, uh, won two MLS cups, uh, 13 of 19 postseason uh, bursts. Unfortunately, Galaxy wasn't one of them there at the end. Uh, Supporter Shield uh, in 2002, 2008, and 2014. A CONCACAF Champions Cup, which we were talking about, has been omitted from almost every article, (laughs) and I feel bad I missed it. That 2000 CONCACAF Champions Cup with the LA Galaxy. Uh, A U.S. Open Cup in 2001 with the LA Galaxy, then Open Cups in 2009, 2010, 2011, 2014. MLS Coach of the Year in 1999 and 2008. He's a National Soccer Hall of Fame inductee twice, by the way. Yeah, that's impressive. I remember that story from listening. Yeah, Kevin has told told a bunch of times. But Siggy was inducted as part of the very first ever uh, class of AYSO in 1964. He was one of the first kids ever to play in AYSO, which I would imagine, and I didn't look it up, but there are millions of kids who play yep. AYSO every year. Uh, Siggy Schmidt was one, one of those first uh, first teams, first ever for AYSO, and was inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame for that, and then inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame because of all of his accomplishments as a coach as well, and everything else. I mean, with the U-20s, and you go and see all the players talking about the U-20s and how Siggy Schmidt gave them a chance in that U-20 camp. Sean Franklin talked about yep. the U-20s. I think A.J. De La Garza may have talked about the, the U-20s as well but like all these different people have been touched by you know Siggy Schmidt and what he did and you go in there he 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 passes away as the all-time winningest MLS head coach with 240 wins um he was uh, a reason that soccer in the United States is where it is at right now and yep. that's not an understatement yeah I think you there can be a lot of hyperbole that gets thrown around and say, you know, an impact on U.S. soccer. But you really look at it, and especially when you consider the local connections, because you think of UCLA uh, in its heyday, that they are a soccer powerhouse. That is where, you know, you know Kobe Jones, you know, uh, Kevin Hartman, a lot of these these players who went on to have great MLS careers came from the UCLA programs that Siggy Schmidt built, and so that became a pipeline for a lot of players. Eddie Lewis is another guy who who, who comes to mind who came from that. Um, that world. So, and just the fact that he loved the game. And I think that's something that when you see, you're seeing a lot of great tributes from players right. and it's not just Galaxy Galaxy players, it's people, uh, you know, who have touched him with the, you know, his t- connections to us soccer. And they just tell stories about how much he loved the game and he would do anything just to watch it, just to sit down and watch the game. And even when, you know, he was brought in, um, for his second stint with the LA galaxy, he was seen at, LA Galaxy 2 games and LA Galaxy games. He just loved to be around the game and to watch it and study it and analyze it. And I think for that, 
that really shows through in all the player tributes that talk about him. And I think that's a lasting legacy that uh, his family should be proud of. Yeah. Can we say that, you know, and and not to, not to like be punny at all, but I mean, the guy couldn't live without soccer. Yeah. Um, he was one who, 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 you know, breathed the game and, and whenever he was out of it, he wanted to be back in. I mean, we all remember that he was at almost every LA galaxy home game after he got let go from the Sounders, from the Seattle. And then he would come and then eventually he ends up getting the job, you know, and, and, and takes it after a Curtin Alpha was fired, all those different things. And listen, whenever he was uh, fired by the LA Galaxy um, this past September, on September 10th, uh, you go back and you look at that and you say, you know, I specifically asked the Galaxy whether health was a reason for sort of the parting of ways at that particular time. Um, and and let's not sugarcoat it. He was fired by the Galaxy. We all know that. And we they may have said it was a mutual parting of ways, but that's he didn't want to go. Yeah. Someone he, always makes it mutual first. Yes, that's right. That's right. right. So, Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't yeah. think that checks out. That, that, that's exactly how that works. <laughs> um, so, so you look at that. I, I mean, this is a guy, and, and they said health was not a reason. You have to imagine some of that played in, especially as we now go back and, and know that he was not healthy during this the, during that 2018 season, this last season. And with all the travel demands that are even placed on, you know, these athletes, Eric, it's 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 difficult to understand how Siggy Schmidt even made it through it because he was not a healthy guy. Yeah, and, he, and the players were concerned about that throughout the season as well. Yeah. If you talk to any, you know, I have some family members who travel a lot for work and that's a grind that wears you down. So when you talk about, um, you know, athlete travel, that's definitely a real thing. And so when you have a coach who's, you know, older, uh, that, that definitely plays a toll on you. And I think whether or not health was a factor in, um, the parting of ways, you know, it really shouldn't matter, but it just, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a something that people should take note of as well as that taking care of yourself is, is something that, uh, you know, can never, you never know what's going to happen. So, you, you know, can never be too, too cautious. Uh, I'll, I'll take you back to the first time I actually got to meet Siggy Schmidt in person. Um, it was after, uh, Kurt Anolfo had been let go and Siggy Schmidt was running training and the galaxy, it was, a, it was probably a Sunday game. Um, at one point and I got to go and actually talk to Siggy before maybe a press before, like, you know, seeing him in a press conference setting or anything like that. But, um, I went and, and it was a Sunday game, which is usually means I get to go to training on Saturday. So I went on Saturday and I found out the galaxy were training on the main field. So they're training at the set, which is interesting. It doesn't always happen, but Siggy liked to train on the main field the day or two before a game because he liked to get the guys sort of, you know, in the sight lines of that field and understand where, which it makes sense to there's me. There's a it, psychology to it. I get it. There's totally something to it. So, uh, he was there and I remember, and I asked, uh, Chris Glenn, who's PR for the LA galaxy. I'm like, Hey, I'd love to talk to Siggy. And he goes, well, he goes, you know, Siggy's probably not going to talk. And I said, I understand no problems. So I go, then can I talk to Dominic Kinnear? And he's like, well, he goes, you know, sort of, we usually have to run that through Siggy as well. And then the whole deal. And so, uh, Chris goes, let me see what I can do. No problems. So and you know, I'm, I'm like, whatever you can do, that'd be great. I'd like to get somebody for, you know, the story I'm writing. So that way I could do it. So I waited and Chris went over and talked to Siggy and Siggy smiled and like started walking my direction, went over and I was introduced and Siggy goes, uh, I said, you know, Siggy, Josh Gessman, corner of the galaxy. He goes, corner of the galaxy. He goes, he goes, tell me a little bit about that. I said, Oh, I, you know, we we started in 2009 as a podcast. Uh, we have a news website as well. And he goes, he goes, so are you a professional? I go, well, I'm pro- I, I go, that's a, that's a different, di- yeah, be careful what you, yeah. how you ask, how you phrase right, that. Right. Yeah. I, I go, it, it, that depends on sort of how you look at it. Like I'm, I'm a professional podcaster that, that I can, I can say, um, you know, whether anybody considers me a professional writer or a professional beaver, that's up to you. I don't get paid for any of this. So yeah. it's kind of hard to say professional, but you know, I hold myself to that standard. He was really interested in it, asked me a couple questions and then said, you know, it was really nice meeting you, blah, blah, blah. And we went and I asked him my questions and he was just the nicest, um, you know, really. Uh, 
took the time and it was just me. I was the only reporter there. So, you know, he did, he, he could have just blown me off because yeah. I, that happens all the time. Bruce Serena used to do it. That's fine. I get it. You guys don't <laughs> want to talk. That's how it goes. You know, um, and Bruce liked me by the way, even if he could, didn't remember my name ever. Um, Juan Guzman is, is much better than Josh Gessman. So I, I keep it that. rolls off the tongue a little nicer. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's right. So, um, so anyway, so, you know, doing that whole thing, but Siggy was always, uh, in press conferences or anytime we got to ask him questions, he was, he was honest and he was candid with his responses. I mean, Bruce Arena likes to play a game where he yeah. won't tell you the answer that you want to hear. And he's sort of going to talk around it a whole bunch, but he thinks it's fun. So Does it on his own terms. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you do that. Siggy would just tell you what it was and he didn't like to call players out by name, but he would if he really thought it would be beneficial. But for the most part, it was, hey, you know, the team needs to do better, blah, blah, blah the whole deal, that type of thing. But, I mean, the other side to Siggy Schmidt is if you've ever been to any any one of his trainings where uh, it was a closed training and you were standing outside the fence, uh, the F-bombs and, and the curse words <laughs> would fly left and right. And by the way, Bruce Arena did that as well. In fact, Bruce, one of Bruce Arena's favorite targets was Omar Gonzalez. Um, and some of the things he said to Omar Gonzalez made me blush. Um, <laughs> so Bruce had that too, but Siggy had that. Um, that was sort of the juxtaposition between Dominic Kinnear and Siggy Schmidt was that Dominic, Dominic would be criticize you in your ear. He would come up to you and talk to you and say, hey, you need to do this better. And out loud, he was, that was a great play. Good job. You know, blah, blah, blah. He would, he would be really uh, loud with the praise. And Siggy was kind of a little bit the opposite, which is he, yeah. in your ear, he it's would say. good cop, bad cop. Tales exactly. all the time there. Exactly. So that's all it is. And it's no wonder everybody wanted to play, was, was more than happy <laughs> to play with Dom after, after Siggy. Siggy thought he had to make the hard decisions. Yeah. And, you know, there's guys who didn't like him because they weren't playing. I mean, yeah. That makes sense. I wouldn't like a coach that didn't play me either. I think but I someone should be has playing. to. Yeah. Well, there's only 11 spots on the field. Someone has to make those decisions. Yeah. So I mean, but overall, uh, the smile, um, the way that he approached the game, the media, the fans, he was always seemed to be, um, you know, up for the interaction and knowing that he wasn't healthy in yeah. in the 2017 or 2018 season. Um, and still seeing that interaction, I mean, goes goes a lot. And you, you like I said, we've seen all of the tributes from the yeah. from the fans and from the players and everything and, and so you just sort of understand how big he was um you know for u.s soccer for M mls yeah. in particular and this is a guy who never really got to coach the national team i mean yeah but but even without you know coaching the national team he still played a role in in supporting the national team and i think that's why it's important and you mentioned you know you're that's a great story about him taking the time to speak with you and a lot of you know members of the media shared their experiences with him as well and i think when players speak well about you, the media speaks well about you, fans speak well about you, that says a lot about your character as a person. And I think, you know, that's that's the way, you know, he'll want to be remembered. And I think that's, you know, it's it's really a great thing, all the stories that people leave behind, because it's it's really touching reading all of them. And you're, you're right with the smile. I do, uh, you know, the, season, the way things ended with the Galaxy, you saw a little bit of that frustration, but right. you know that though his first stint with the Galaxy, you saw that smile when he did it with Columbus and he did it with Seattle. You saw that joy and that happiness on the sideline, and I think that's how he's going to be remembered. Yeah, it will be. Uh, I have some statements to read uh, from his family and then from the LA Galaxy as well. Uh, just some some quick stuff. Uh, Schmidt is survived by his wife Valerie and his four children, uh, Eric Lacey Kurt, who uh, still is co is is uh, head of scouting for the LA Galaxy as of right now, and Kyle. So Eric Lacey Kurt and Kyle. 
um, and his wife, Valerie, um, are that. So let's get to these statements. Uh, this is the statement from the family. Uh, on Tuesday, December 25th, Siggy Schmidt passed away at Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles due to a personal health matter. Our family is deeply saddened by his passing and is taking this time to grieve the loss of a tremendous husband, father, leader, and mentor. We also recognize how much Siggy meant to so many people across the U.S. soccer landscape and around the world at different levels of the game. That community meant a great deal to him as well, and for that reason, it was important to us that we share the news of his passing. Well, excuse me. While we mourn his loss, we appreciate privacy during this challenging time and will not be issuing further statements. In lieu of flowers or other gifts, the family asked to please consider a memorial gift to support the men's soccer program at UCLA, Siggy's alma mater. Donations in memory of Siggy may be directed to the attention of Emily Lerner of UCLA Athletics at 310-206-3302 or E Lerner, E L E R N E R at athletics.ucla.edu. And you can find that statement, uh, I think, almost on any uh, any sort of uh, memoriam or, or obituary that has Siggy has the uh, family statement. The LA Galaxy came out with a statement of their own. Uh, the LA Galaxy are deeply saddened by the passing of Siggy Schmidt. Siggy was a pillar of the Southern California United States soccer community. He was, <clears throat> he was a pioneer and his influence on the sport of soccer in the United States will long be felt. Siggy was a man of character, a good father, husband, friend, and a passionate coach who respected everyone. He will always be a part of our family. We mourn his loss and offer our deepest sympathies sympathies to his family during this difficult time. And all of us here at Corner of the Galaxy obviously extend those sympathies to his family. Um, you know, Kurt Schmidt has been on this uh, program before uh, talking about sort of his duties to scouting. Uh, he has, uh, he, I, I think he's a great asset to the LA Galaxy. I hope he stays around, but obviously right now, uh, dealing with loss of his father, not something easy to do. And so, uh, we hope that, uh, everybody can, uh, can, can understand that, uh, Siggy's in a better place and, yep. uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, his, his memory will live on for a very long time. I know yeah. in LA galaxy land, that's not hard, um, with all the impact that he's had with the galaxy. Yeah. And, and so. he's, he's cemented, he's someone, you know, the first MLS cup championship was on, on the shoulders of Siggy Schmidt. And so for that, he'll be forever, um, you know, cemented in LA galaxy history. And, and we, when you talk about UCLA, not only did he build that program while he was there in his passing, you know, his family asking for donations to be made to the men's soccer program. So even when he's gone, he's still going to, you know, give back to UCLA. And so that's a touching piece as well. As it should be. All right. We're going to now uh, turn the page a little bit as we have to do. Yes. Uh, and we have to move on. And, and obviously uh, our thoughts will continue to be with Siggy and uh, and his family and and just uh, that whole situation. But uh, we're going to move on and talk now about the LA Galaxy and some of the signings that we have. We're going to get to Guillermo Barrascoloto, of course. Um, but let's start with, and I don't believe we've got to this, and it's been so long between shows, Eric. I'm try- <laughs> I was saying, going, did I say the, this? It's the did winter I- hibernation Period. Yeah, it is. I get a little confused sometimes. Uh, LA Galaxy have signed, and I know everybody's going to be like, didn't you talk about this? But LA Galaxy have signed uh, Dave Romney and Chris Pontius to new contracts. We know that Romney signed a two-year deal plus a one-year option, so that's a three-year deal with the third year being an option. Uh, if you go to the website, you could see uh, Corner of the Galaxy. We have all the details on that particular um, contract. Uh, and then Chris Pontius back. So we told you that Dave Romney was probably going to be back. We told you that Chris Pontius was going to be back. I still have hope for Ima Boateng, but I'll tell you, as I've said, I think on this podcast before, that uh, Emmanuel Boateng's future with the LA Galaxy is up in the air right now, and I don't have a direction of which way that's leaning. So uh, Romney and Pontius signed new contracts with the LA Galaxy. They're back. They've already signed Rolf Felcher to uh, a new contract. They brought in Juninho, which I believe we talked about as well. So the LA Galaxy quickly moving through this roster, and 
as you go, Eric, and look at this, the, the other guy that we need to throw in there now is uh, Matt Lampson, the yep. goalkeeper who was picked up in the second round of the re-entry draft. Uh, Matt, Lam- Matt Lampson joins the LA Galaxy as well, probably as the number two goalkeeper. Um, so those are those are sort of the signings that I've had, and now I have the LA Galaxy roster at 21 players. I was going to say the pieces are falling together. They, so when you look at it and you say, look at where they need to add, the re-signing of these players, you know, the the roster construction as is, and I think we were, you know, discussing this off the air as well. Technically, they they have a team ready to start and ready to play, uh, get, with the exception of the four designated players. They still need to figure that out. Eh, <laughs> but if minor you do, detail. If you just look at the the roster configuration, they have a team that can compete in Major League Soccer, ready to go. So it's just a matter of uh, fine tuning and, of course, you know, addressing some of those defensive pieces. But Romney. Um, given the season that he had last year, doing everything that the LA Galaxy asked him, glad to see him back, glad to see you know him being compensated uh, for the hard work that he did. And then Pontius, you know, you know he's going to play an important role. He was missed towards the end of last season, and then bringing in depth with Juninho, twenty eight year old Juninho, twenty nine, twenty nine year old Juninho. Yeah. He yeah he he's aged, still young he though. <laughs> he's still young he's still, though. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, he's yeah. not. It's not. It's not a an old man Juninho. Right. This we're getting someone who's still going to be a ser- serviceable member in the midfield. Yeah, we have. And we have to talk about that. A serviceable member of the midfield, not a starter, though. I mean, in no sort of situation that I've seen so far, are you putting Juninho in as a defensive midfielder starter next yeah. to Jonathan Dos Santos? After a year off, yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a viable option to start. Maybe he plays his way into it and maybe some things happen and we start seeing flashes, but I, th- I think the expectation should not be that he's our starting, you know, on opening day, March 2nd against Chicago, that he's he's the starting midfielder. Unless we have a very unfortunate set of circumstances going to knock on wood there. Yeah, and uh, we had uh, we had uh, Fabian in the chat room says, hey, have you guys heard about the Icopara ola Kamara trade possibility? And that is, listen, it was floated as an idea. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily something that will happen, but it was like, hey, the Galaxy needed a defender and they have Ola Kamara and Sporting Kansas City would like to get Ola Kamara and they need to get rid of Icopara. And it just, it's a lot of moving pieces. A lot of vowels, a lot of syllables going on there. So, and that's the thing. Let me ask you this question since you're, you're, you're the reporter here, the professional podcaster. Oh, wow. You're going to, you're going to just bring that Put you on the Okay, cool. You, you see those things like, you know, Kamara for Opara and a lot of the rumors going around. How do you know what to believe, what not to believe? Or do you not? I don't a lot of times. So so it's funny. I was actually talking to a source today and I was saying, and I sent them something and I'll go over some of the rumors that I was sending. I was like, hey, I go, you know, have you heard of this? And they're like, no, I don't even know who that dude is. Yeah, because it's all good in theory. Right, right. But well, yeah, where, where's their smoke to this fire? Yeah. And so so I go, okay. And I go, I go, well, Google him. Right. And he's like, okay. And so he Googles him. He's like, yeah, I don't think that's a guy that we're looking at. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. And he goes, he goes, how do you keep track of all this stuff? And I'm like, honestly, I don't pay any attention to anything outside the galaxy until it's mentioned by the galaxy. And then I go look and try to figure out if it makes sense. We saw a whole bunch of, and we're going to get to them, the rumors about midfielders, Eric. And I kept going, there's no way the galaxy are signing any more midfielders. Mm -hmm. They have them all unless they're moving pieces that we don't know about, which I just don't believe is the case. So you, you go and look. And so that's always the first thing that I take a look. Does this make sense? So technically Ike Opara and Ola Kamara make sense in Mm -hmm. a way that, you know, Sporting Kansas City would like would like to get somebody like Ola Kamara. He's got an expensive contract, but Ike Opara wants more money. And if they want more money, then Sporting Kansas City can't afford him. And so they'd be trading and it might be something that could work for the Galaxy. And the Galaxy need a center back. You yeah, know, I, it's I would all say hypothetical. But it, I think if you remove Kamara, 
I, I, he was an unsung hero. I, I don't think if he, if he were to go, that that'd be a, that'd leave a big hole. I yeah, think, but but you're also playing him out of position. Yeah, remember, I mean, and but that's, look what he did playing out of position. Yes, I, I agree yeah. with that 100. percent No, I I mean that's sort of the whole argument though. Is like, do you move him to a place where he's going to play his natural position? Um, I, I think there's a thing that people also said that there's no way Peter Vermees will be the be ever like trade anything yeah. with the galaxy. Like that would never happen because he, <laughs> he makes the galaxy better. A, a stud, you know, central defender. That's right. like giving away your backbone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was good. It was brought up in the chat room um, as well as that, you know, with Ola Kamara, you have the future of the other galaxy. That's a three year deal yep. he signed. And if you remember corn of the galaxy confirmed that back <laughs> last year, uh, a nice little bit of uh, in the cap there. Yeah. I was, yeah. Doop. That was, we also broke the Dave Romney news. Oh, boop. there you go. Okay. So get them right. Whenever I can you get really them right. You are a professional uh, podcaster. Every, every once in a while, you know, it happens. Happens. Um, but no, if you look at that, if Zlat- when Zlatan goes away after the end of this year, which is likely, yeah. could there be a year extension? Sure, there could be. Are you counting on it? No, probably not. But if you're doing all that, you need Ola Kamara is your future, um, is your future striker. And so if you're keeping him, which he's making, I think, almost $900,000 yeah. a year, if you're keeping him, you've already basically said, hey, we want to keep you. We're going to yeah. pay you money. And it's an investment in the it's future. An inv- it's an investment. Mm-hmm. So you didn't just sign him for that just for one year and now you're going to move him. But you could. Where you still haven't utilized him in, in his natural position. Yeah. So he, the- here's here's the thing about all this, though, is that if you look at it, and people were complaining before Scalotto got hired and really before Dennis DeClose. Hold on. People complain about the LA Galaxy? Can't believe it. Tell me um, about if, this. If you see all this, it's that they were like, well, they're not making any moves. I'm like, well, you're not going to touch the offense. The offense was the second or third best in Major League Soccer. Yeah. You just need to fix the defense. You're talking <laughs> one or two players. Which That's is, it. Which is the other interesting thing when all these rumors are midfield based because, you know, you're not hearing tons of rumors about defenders coming our way. And so that's that's something that maybe, you know, that's the you, red flag. You, you, can't, you can't announce anything until maybe these talks are happening. But if the rumors are coming out, then there's got to be you know, maybe a small kernel of truth there. So the fact that there's no rumors coming out with defenders, to well, me, that's well, that's that's concerning. There's one. There's one. All right. I just it, well, it's, actually, it's, there's two, but I'm just going to squash from the cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, if you right. go uh, go on uh, the the uh, off season tracker, I sort of rank the rumors. And by the way, this is a real scientific ranking. It's how I feel about them. <laughs> um, and by and there have been many rumors, by the way, Eric, that have gone from frigid or cold to hot, hot, hot very yeah. quickly. Like there's no warm in <laughs> there's, there. Sometimes yeah, there's not a lot of middle ground. No. It, it happens. So like, if you look at all that, um, that's how it goes, but I, I get to squash some of those. But if you're looking at this, I mean, you know, which team are you trying to fix, Eric? That's sort of the question because you have two teams that played last year, the team that played for most of the season and then the team that went on that run at the end of the year that had okay. a very, a quote unquote, very that's, good that's defense. A, that's a great way to put it. Which team are you trying to fix? Cause yeah. Or do you stick with what worked at the end and fine tune it? Or do you just try to, to retool how you started? Yeah. I, I like the way you put that. So, I think either way, You're not, either way, defensively, you need some adjustments. You, you need one. Yeah. You need one for sure. You possibly need two. Yeah. Um, and it depends on how you line up. Now, you can put Steris and Romney together, and then you can put Shelvick out at left back, and you can put Rolf Felcher. And now you have a back line that is different than what it was last year. Like I said, if you look at the roster, we, <laughs> you, you we have technically that team. have a team. You yes. have that team, yes. Um, so, no, I mean, if, if you look at that and, and sort of how that goes, you can see that the Galaxy um, need to make moves. But, I mean, again, I'm at 21 players now. Roster pretty much tops out at 28. You can yeah. go all the way up to 30, but, they but there is room. There, there's room to yeah. add like one more good player. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much that is, by the way. I love seeing everybody on Reddit and Facebook telling me how much money the LA Galaxy have. Galaxy don't have any money. Uh, <laughs> I know getting rid of Zlatan at the $1.5 million 
well, Tam thinks that now makes you think that we have that the galaxy have one point five million dollars to Tam. Maybe we. Yeah. <laughs> it all well, and it goes back to the salaries because then who got bumped? How much of that bump, you know, now eats into you know Tam or Gam or Jam or whatever we're calling it this week? It's Jam. <laughs> it's Gam. Because but that's all right. It's Jam because it's general <laughs> allocation money. But, but the bottom line is, it's not going to be. Oh, a straight 1.5 million for 1.5 million. Swap. No, yeah. no. And, and there's going to be raises that are going to eat into exactly. salaries all over the place. I, I know of some raises that are coming that are going to hit the salary cap. I mean, again, we've talked about it. There's going to be guys who you're not very happy with are going to get raises because <laughs> it's built into the contract. Um, and despite the fact that MLS likes to read rules on contracts all the time, they are not going to be able to get out of those like guaranteed yeah. raise contracts. So that's just going to happen. So there's inflation coming on this galaxy roster. And so, you know, getting the different things, granted, Juninho made $700,000 with the Chicago Fire in 2017. So how much did they get him in 2019 after not playing last year? I would I would think that if it's over $300,000, that it's a lot of money. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I, I would say it's the 175 to 200 range yeah, is probably that smells, pretty... That smells about right. Right. And nowhere near 700,000. It's not 700. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it, it can't be. Um, you look at Matt Lampson, and by the way, you know, he seems like... But he, I think his first tweet, uh, whenever he found out that he got selected by the reentry draft, it came very quickly, by yeah. the way. It was all that he said. He said, like, hey, hey, LA, let's get... Let, what do you say we get another star <laughs> or something like that? And it's like... All right. All right. Ambitious guy. Like this guy. All right. That's how it is. And when you read about his background, yeah, he does have an amazing story. You know, the, you know, survivor of Hodgkin's lymphoma and, and, you know, he's, he's definitely, you can tell he's going to put himself at the mercy of the fans in the club. He's someone who, you know, people are going to be able to get behind him. He, he was the winner of uh, the Humanitarian yep. of the Year Award for uh, for Major League Soccer. Uh, he, has a, he has a foundation called Lampstrong.com, which I encourage you to go to because I think they have cool shirts. Uh, not and just that, the fact that's what it's all about. It's the cool shirts. I mean, you know, if you can, you can rope me in with anything, but, uh, his, his program and foundation should really get a boost by the LA galaxy. I'm guessing. Yes. That's a great sort of pairing between those two. The galaxy love to do the philanthropic things. Yeah. Uh, they like to support foundations and having the Lampstrong foundation with Matt Lampson, who again, seems like he's the number two. Uh, but he made a hundred thousand dollars last yeah. year. So again, you went from Justin Vom Stieg, who made fifty-four thousand dollars last year as the backup, to Matt Lampson, who made double that basically at a hundred thousand dollars. That's fifty thousand dollars you're going to have to That's- account for on on these different things. And and really, he's taken the place of Silvestri. And Silvestri made on the supplemental roster sixty-seven-five. Now they're allowed to renegotiate that contract, so we don't know what it's going to be this year. Okay. Um, but that was part of the stage the, the two, second, the, yeah, yeah. the second stage. So yeah. he may not may be making a hundred thousand, but you look at what, um, you know, the second and third string were making for the galaxy last year. So he's going to fall somewhere, you know, between Sylvester and what his actual salary is, uh, this season. And, you know, you talked about, you know, the humanitarian piece and then you tie in with the dignity health, uh, partnership. And so we just made the galaxy money, didn't <laughs> yeah. we? I mean, I mean, it all, it all works out very nicely. So I'm curious to see what the renegotiation is, right? but it, it definitely looks like we have our, our backup goalkeeper. And, you know, for those of you who are maybe Bingham is not your favorite player, you're not your favorite goalkeeper. Maybe he might get some minutes because he was someone who's getting starting minutes, uh, you know, over Minnesota. So nine, we'll see, nine we'll games see. played nine yeah. games start 810 minutes last year in 2018, uh, zero shutouts, 
Uh, 20 goals against 31 saves. Right, he was Minnesota. Okay. He was Minnesota. That's true. Minnesota. Uh, career total for him, by the way, 60 games played. So it's he's a guy who's been around yeah. uh, 5,270 minutes, 16 shutouts total, uh, 194 saves, 90 goals against. Uh, so that's good. Uh, I don't think he's ever stopped a penalty kick, though. Penalty kick uh, goal, nine. Well, penalty kick attempts, nine. Yeah, nine. He's, he's missed every single one. Then he's due. He's due. That's he's right. due. That's, he's going to go on a That's string. how I read that. That's, <laughs> that's like going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's oh. It's hit red. <laughs> it's gone red seven times. All in on black, baby. Uh, yeah, I know how that works. Um, so anyway, so that's uh, that's good to have him there. I, I really think that's a good good addition by the yeah. LA Galaxy. Dennis DeClosa, you know, nailing it in terms of that. Um, let's talk, though, about Dennis DeClosa nailing something here, and that was getting Guillermo Barrascolotto uh, to the LA Galaxy. The report from Kevin Baxter, co-host here on Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, uh, was reports that Guillermo Barrascolotto has been hired by the LA Galaxy. If you are waiting for an official announcement, you can wait, and it'll come sometime, we imagine, next week, um, as uh, as it certainly seems that Coloto's going to have to land and then quickly transition into the <laughs> com- have, combine. I was going to say, he does have to get here first. He that is to, part of it. He does. So he is going to come. I asked uh, I asked the Galaxy if there were any plans for uh, you know releasing the flight information so that way Galaxy fans could go okay. meet him, and currently there's nothing planned. The, and they're and not the, going to do it like they, they brought Zlatan in. They're not going to have a whole <laughs> team well, the, of people there. Well, the private jet thing, you know, that sort of helped out the whole Zlatan yeah. thing. Um, so, you know, hey, I will gladly do the GBS tracker yeah. if we can uh, if we can find uh, Guillermo when he's coming and we can we can figure out which airplane he's coming on. We can we can lead you to that. Uh, but anyway, he was offered a multi-year contract. Um, that is the word. Multi-year in this particular case means more than two. We assume that means three, and three seems like that is the correct answer. We know three sounds like a correct answer because the galaxy also offered Caleb Porter three years to become the coach of the LA galaxy. Uh, and then Porter uh, went around and played that with the Columbus crew and good for him. Got five years and reportedly a million dollars a year. Wow. So, um, good for you, Caleb Porter. So, so let's go back here just for a second. Um, let's just, let's just for a second, talk about how the GBS signing Guillermo Barrascoloto, uh, how Scoloto came to be at the LA galaxy. Uh, the LA Galaxy did start talks in the fall um, and reached out to him, so he was somebody that was on their list. However, we all know that they offered the job to Caleb Porter. We also know they offered the job to Dominic Kinnear. We also know that both of those guys said no. <laughs> um, the fact is that the same contract that, uh, that Guillermo Barrascoloto uh, basically took seems like the one that Caleb Porter probably turned down. Okay. Uh, we don't know what that money is, what it is. I imagine it's a pretty good... It's comparable. It's a good deal, but yeah. it's a three-year deal. Um, and the Galaxy were going to have to offer a three-year deal to almost anybody, and they tried to do the one-year thing with Dominic yeah. Kinnear to buy themselves more time to do it, you that, know. Yeah, the, the more you look at that, the more it looks like that was, uh, you know, an empty gesture because, you know, how, you, you offered someone three years, you're, and then you're going to offer someone one year who's been there. Um, maybe you do it just to say, hey, we offered you something, but it doesn't seem like that was ever really... And a viable option. No, no. And, and you know, he rightfully turned it down. He wanted, they, they were going to have to offer it after firing so many coaches. You're going to have to give yeah. the extra year. So it was can't two years. can't be paying everybody. For you it. can't be paying yeah. everybody. So the three years is that stability that gets Coloto here. But let's not pretend that Dennis DeClosa did something amazing. In, that was the in, move. That's how they, didn't they spin it that way though? DeClosa did not. Didn't want Porter. It was yeah. like, well, yeah, he didn't want Porter at five years. Once, yeah. once at five years, but he they offered him fi- at three years. He was, <laughs> you know, and I was told specifically that, that uh, Porter, that uh, Tocloso was looking forward to working with Porter. Like, okay. you don't understand. This deal was done. Yeah. You know, everybody expected it to be they signed. They went to the Laker game. They went to the Laker. <laughs> they were at the Laker game. Um, so all of this, that deal was, we, 
I know Kevin and I were waiting for the final confirmation. Now, uh, the people we were talking to said it's not done, but it's basically done, right? Okay. I mean, and basically done is not done, by the way. But it's one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, I should start writing my Caleb Porter piece. Okay, okay so that's I have a Caleb Porter piece that is now in the trash. <laughs> Okay, I think you should post that. Just you know, bizarro universe. You know, <laughs> in an alternate yeah, universe. alternate universe. Yeah, Caleb with, Porter to go with Infinity War. You know, everything the alternate realms. I think that plays. No, it, it does. <laughs> so, I mean, here is what actually happened. At least as far as I understand it, is the Yellow Galaxy offered, um, and that includes Dennis Closa, uh, and it includes Chris Klein. Offer Caleb Porter the contract. Caleb Porter then turns around and goes to Columbus and says, "Hey, the Galaxy gave me this. What are you going to give me?" And Columbus says, "We're going to give you five years, one million dollars a year." And Caleb says, "Adios, guys." Yeah, that's which, a, that's which, by the way. Decision. I'd make that decision too. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going five million, you know, five million dollar contract for five years. Yeah. Um, that all makes sense to me. So he's gone. At some point there seems to be an offer for Dominic Kinnear, whether that was before Porter or after Porter or however that was, yeah. but it was for one year and apparently it was turned down and that went away. Scalotto comes in and takes the three-year contract that Caleb Porter turned down. But I mean, if you're playing this at the very best, uh, you know, Scalotto is their third, third option. option. The third option. Which, when you look at his resume and you look at what he's done over the, the last two seasons at, at Boca Juniors in Argentina, it, it, make, it is puzzling that he wasn't the number one option. Two championships with, yeah, two with, championships. Boca, Juniors, and, with Boca Juniors. Yeah, and, and it's not... Um, yeah, that, they're not a nobody. No, no. <laughs> and so uh, you can you can say he hasn't been coaching for that long, but at the same time, he's had success where he's been. He knows MLS because he's played here. He you know has been MVP uh, uh, of a Cup final, and he's he knows what it's like to you know be in the playoffs. And so it's also interesting when you think about Atlanta and some of the right. other teams who were in discussions why he wasn't picked up. So that, that is, that's, that, that's, that's a little odd. Thing. Yeah. That, why was he not picked up by Columbus where there's ties where in Atlanta, no. where there's Argent, you know, Argentine, Argentinian. I, I never yeah. get that. Argentinian. One right. I believe. Uh, Argentinian Ar connection. Yes. Argentine. No, I think you were right the first think, time. That's Maybe. what I'm saying. I never get it right. Uh -huh. Um, but with those connections there, and you wonder why did what made that fall through? So maybe that's why he was number three with the Galaxy for the same reasons that they other thought, team they thought they weren't going to get yeah, him. Yeah, the other teams passed on him. But when you look at it, I, I think it's a great hire. But you're absolutely right. This is like I, I forget which cartoon it was where you know they're going to crash and then the car does a flip and a barrel roll and it ends up landing perfectly in the parking spot. So yeah, you landed in the parking spot and everything's okay. But you you were going to crash the car. It, it should have been crashed. <laughs> the 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 right outcome became of this. Yes. All right. Everything happened and it happened well and it all works very. Yeah. It it works. You, I'm happy with it. The, and I think the fan base is happy with you it. You should and you should be. This mm -hmm. is a great hire and it's a guy who. Um, now listen, I'm going to downplay this a little bit just because I, I think it's worth noting. You have two guys now who have MLS experience, but it's not recent MLS experience. I mean, to close, I think. Tapped out in 2008. So you're talking about 10 years of rule changes from 2008 to 2018, 2019. And you have Scalotto, who never managed but was a player, and he taps out, you know, again in around the same time. But, but to rebut you, they're, they're proven winners where they've gone. Absolutely. And so they know what a winning culture is and how to cult cultivate that. And so winning in, you know, the year 1990 and winning in 2000 and 2008, they know what it's like to win. And I think that. You, you feel that, and, and as silly as that sounds, there's a tangible feeling to that, and you know what it is when you're around it. And I think 
you know, DTK and GBS. I love that we're going all yeah. initials here. <laughs> I, I think they know what it's like to win and they've been around it. And I think regardless of MLS rules and they're going to, they'll be able to figure that out because they know how to win. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, there's there's already the rivalry people are building up between yeah. San Jose and the LA Galaxy because you have <laughs> Almeida who was uh, who was over at River, um, yep. and then you had Guillermo uh, Barrascolotto who was at Boca That's Juniors, great. and they're rivals. And now you have LA and San Jose who will be rivals, and it, it really who have in. been rivals, yes. but like continue that sort of angry. They're gonna they're gonna stare at each other, and there's gonna be angry angry. Yeah, hopefully there's some sideline scuffles. We oh. haven't said, seen one of those in a while. And by the way, and and you said this, you know, if need be. Uh, Scalotto seems like he's still in like fighting shape. I did say that before the show. I think Scalotto, if, if we need another midfielder, like I said, if we end up with a a catastrophe where we're, we're short on midfielders, Scalotto looks like he can still go. And, and I remember seeing that MLS cup final when Columbus, you know, uh, brought it home. Yeah. uh, Over the New York Red Bulls at home depot. Yeah. That was, that was fan. You know, he can still go. I feel like he, he's the right guy. And when you look at the players, you know, respecting, uh, their manager, he has the resume, you know, playing in South America, playing in the league and winning, uh, you know, accolades. They're, the players are going to respect him. And I think that's something that uh, should be mentioned as well is because, you know, he looks like he could still go. He could probably still go on the training guard ground and that's important. And so the players are going to are going to respond well to that, I believe. It's a uh, regardless of how it now has eventually got there, right? Regardless yeah. of how it like said, all fl- went down, it doesn't matter. <laughs> None of that matters. The bottom line is that with Dennis DeClosa, with Guillermo Barrascolotto, with those guys aligning forces, it feels like it's right. Yeah. And with some of the rumors that have linked them to younger players and South American talents, you're sitting there and if you're a Galaxy fan, you're salivating, you're saying, yeah. this is what we wanted. This, we've been saying this for the last... Three years, three you have, seasons. You have Dennis DeClosa uh, sending a jersey to uh, to Yulianas' father. father, yeah, mm-hmm. and talking and sending him a first team jersey, and basically just wishing him a happy New Year. And you yeah. never got this jersey because you didn't play yeah. for us, but. <laughs> You know, the door's always open, and apparently Giannis' contract is falling apart in different places. He's tried to go different places, and that is not happening. So there could be a way and a door possibly opened for, yeah. for Uli to come back and, and do yeah. that. Yeah, what it reminds me of is uh, you see this a lot in college football. You have someone who's not just a head coach but a great recruiter, recruiter and, yes. and that's what Taklosa feels like. He feels like he's the one who knows how to seal the deal, speak with the families, you know, and I, I've— been on Instagram a lot recently with a little side project we have going on. And you see how Taklosa responds to people and interacts with people. He seems like a very personable person who knows how to, you know, I don't want to say sweet talk because that kind of, that makes it sound dirty, dirty. Yeah, but, it's not. But he knows how to build relationships yeah. and that is going to be huge in terms of acquiring young talent. Because all this young talent stuff and and all of the you know, all this recruiting, this the academy stuff, it's trying to get younger players to come to Major League Soccer is about like putting a little bug in their yeah. ear now and picking that bug back up next year. And that's the thing. You're not going to speak to a, a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid and, and influence them, but you are going to speak to their parents and, and be able to connect with them. And I think that's the connection that Tacosa is really going to, you know, he's going to be strong there. And, and when you look at Southern California, that's how you're going to bring those 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 kids into the academy. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. I told you uh, right now the LA Galaxy uh, seem to, at least behind the scenes, be working on timing for the Scalotto announcement being that the MLS Combine, which kicks off sort of this MLS Super Draft that's coming up on January 11th, the MLS Combine at Orlando City Stadium for the second straight year is from January 3rd to the 9th. So you're talking about New Year, Combine, 
MLS Super Draft start of preseason. Good times. Yeah, I mean, and right now, by the way, still have not seen an official start fate of the LA Galaxy <laughs> for preseason. We're imagining, once again, it is January 21st. They have games scheduled for the preseason, so they hopefully in, in February, so hopefully yeah. they get to the training ground soon. Yeah, I was going to say, there is that uh, OC Great Park date. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell everybody now, you should probably save the before that game. It's on my calendar. You should save a, some time before that game. That game is at a 5 p.m., which is way different than what it was last year, which I think was okay. like a 1 or 2 p.m. kickoff. Yeah, and yes, it's February, but it's still Southern California. So yeah, the 1 p.m., no, no matter what time of year, no, 5 p.m. that's a rough start. 5 so 5 p.m. is a good call. 5 p.m. at OC Gray Park. I am going to work, and and I've already started to reach out on doing an event before that uh, that will be in Orange County, which is near the studio. It won't be at the studio this time. If I can make it work, it'll be somewhere else. Nice. But that might be better because there might be beer involved. So that's, again, that's that's good. I had it marked on my calendar, but now I really have it marked. I'm going over in marker now. That's right. It's in (laughs) using the Sharpie. Um, So we're going to give you details of that as soon as we can confirm things and get that going. But uh, it is my intent to have a uh, a live show on that day. Oh, good times. Which which we haven't done. So, uh, we're going to invite him? Y- yes, you. Okay. <laughs> you. I, yes. You know, I, I'm on I'm on the mics are hot. I got to ask now. Yes, I, I while it can be recorded. <laughs> I can just edit that part out. All right, Don't perfect. Worry about it. you know, um, it's live. Chat room, back me up. No, I'll I'll delete the video. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so, so anyway, so that's something to, to sort of pay attention to, but so with Scalotto coming in and by the way, uh, rumors now that I was not able to confirm, but that I've been told makes a ton of sense, uh, reports have Scalotto bringing his, his evil twin. No, just, <laughs> his, just his twin brother. Uh, you should his, wear a mustache, the twin brother, just, you know, a fake mustache. Up. Yeah. Fake mustache. I, it's going to be hard enough like yeah. to tell these guys apart and then they're going to have twin brother. So his twin brother, Gustavo, um, who has traveled with him to many different places, uh, whenever they've been coaching and his trusted assist assistant, uh, Pereira, and I believe his son's right. Ariel Pereira yeah. is uh, from Boca as well. So you're coming in with an intact coaching staff with probably adding a goalkeeping coach. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say Matt Reese is still available in case anybody wants to. I just, I'm just throwing that out there. Matt but Reese But this is par for the course. Whenever, whenever head coaches move over, their assistants always go with them. You know, I always think of Mourinho. When Mourinho goes, his assistant is right there with him every time. And so it makes sense that when Guillermo comes, so does Gustavo. So it, it, it seems like it's going to be a package deal. Somebody said on Twitter that whenever the Galaxy have a bad game, uh, yeah, send, Guillermo, send Gustavo out there. Yeah, that Guillermo's <laughs> going to be like, it wasn't me, it was my evil twin brother, you know? Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I think that's a good sign that he's coming in with an intact and it should help that transition be quick and sort of seamless and they have an idea of already how they want to do yeah, things. They, he, they, the assistant coaching staff is not going to need to learn how he does things. They're going to know how he runs his ship. That's right. And they're already going to be coming in firing. So that January 21st, not as scary as perhaps if you still didn't had to create a coaching staff because yeah. the Galaxy are running out of days here um, very quickly. Now, we move to that January 11th and I am going to get to the rumors. I know the the uh, the, uh, we didn't the chat room is just buzzing. <laughs> what about this guy? What about that? I'm going to get there. We're getting there. But we have to go through the MLS Super Draft first, um, which is hysterical because I finally went through and found the LA Galaxy's picks today. And they have some picks. Boy, do they have some picks. <laughs> As a matter of fact, in the four rounds of the MLS Super Draft that will take place on January 11th at McCormick Place in Chicago, which I've been to, by the way, um, I will not be going to this draft, although I should. So maybe, maybe that's field maybe trip. That. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a good idea. Um, so if if you go and count them in those four rounds, the LA Galaxy have six picks in those four rounds. Now, some of them are quote unquote in garbage time in the third and fourth I was round. Say, especially when you consider 
how well the Galaxy have stacked their <laughs> roster with the MLS Super Draft in years past. So I'm curious to see how these six picks will pan out. All right, so let me give you the rounds, the pick, the overall pick, and then uh, sort of where they all came from and different things uh, with that. Uh, round number one, the LA Galaxy have the 12th pick, and that is the 12th overall pick because it's in the first round. That's their natural selection. In the second round, they pick 12th. In the second round, 36th overall, which is also their natural selection, which means that they didn't trade for it or anything like that. That is just where they fell in terms of the overall draft. I, Based, just, I, lo- I love that term, natural, natural selection. selection. <laughs> it just seems like... You know, we are getting these college players or these youngsters and, you know, we're going to let Darwin we're, sort them out. Natural right. selection. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, what's, uh, what's the, uh, the pigs, the, um, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Lord Flies. Of the flies. That's there what it go. is. It's going to be that uh, all over again. Um, so, uh, round number three now gets exciting. The LA Galaxy have three picks in round number three. They have the third overall pick in the third round, which is the 51st overall um, it, they acquired from Orlando on 12-27-17. Um, so they have that one in the third round. They also have the next pick, which is the fourth pick and the 52nd overall acquired from Colorado on 12-14-17. Uh, they have a third round natural selection pick, which is the 12th pick in the third round and the 60th overall. And then finally you get into the fourth <laughs> pick, uh, or the fourth round pick, which is the, uh, 14th pick of that round of the fourth round and the 86th pick overall that, which was acquired from from DCU, uh, DC United on 12, 12, 16. That was a lot of numbers. And they, if, you, if you're listening, just go just to the crash the car, just go to the rumor, the rumor tracker, because that was a lot of numbers to throw out there. But the, it is interesting to see, um, some of those acquired picks, because when you look at the dates and when those were <laughs> like, acquired, we went like, back and what, looked up some of them. Yeah, why did <laughs> DC United give us something in 2016 and, and we for looked a fourth round? Yeah. Miguel Aguilar. It was the rights to Miguel Aguilar, yes. I believe, or or something like that. It was that. Miguel Aguilar. Yeah. It, he, did he come to the Galaxy? He ended up coming and, and playing and, on the on Los Dos. Yeah. Right. But then, but he, but then the Galaxy yeah. also acquired a pick with that as he came. So yeah. I don't know. It's I, something just, they whatever. got. It. And it's you see, acquired from Colorado. I'm assuming. Jack McBean was in, involved in that. That could have been that could have been that one. Twelve seventeen, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just interesting how how it worked out. It seemed like this is the year where the Galaxy are loaded with picks. I don't imagine them. They can't pick using, six players. Yeah, they can't. They yeah. don't have the roster with how many room roster spots and and the the caliber of player that comes through this. Maybe you get one or two that pan out. You that first round pick is important. Yeah. The second round pick is important. After that, you sort of just see what it is. I'll, I'll tell you right now, the Galaxy don't have the roster room for six, so they could stock. LA Galaxy Academy, uh, and I mean the LA Galaxy the 2. Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reserve team with that, but that's not really what you use the draft for, and yeah. that's not really how it works, and you have the MLS rights to these people when you do it. The other thing is that trying to get rid of some of those picks is going to be difficult because there's no... Who's, who's going to want the 2016 I'm, pick from DC United in the fourth round? You, you, that's not an attractive asset. You can't <laughs> pack that up to Cincinnati. I think it's like one of those, <laughs> like, if you're going to take this player, you also have to take <laughs> yeah. that pick. You have to take it's it. Hot, passing the hot potato. That's right. So as it comes around, um, I'll tell you, though, with the six picks, what it allows them to do is Bruce Arena's favorite thing, which is pass um, <laughs> and pass on some of those picks, which people will hate. And it's going to be heartbreaking if wow. you're there hoping to get selected. And, and the Galaxy and are like, pass. Oh, no, thanks. No, no, thanks. We'd rather take nothing. So anyway, those are the picks. And those could change, by the way. On the off-season tracker that I have up right there, you'll find all of those picks, where they are acquired from, and, and sort of all those numbers, as, as Eric was saying, it was a lot. Um, you'll also find that the allocation was up to, upload, or updated today because Toronto got uh, Laurent Simon. Um, and that was an allocation order and Toronto had to trade up to the first position from the second position. FC Cincinnati had the first position. Toronto. Sure. I'm now, just nodding my head. Sure. T- Toronto gets Simon, who was of course with LAFC yeah, and then went to that, Jean. That's that, sort of, that's a, that makes it interesting. Ooh. 
that's, that's a, a little spicy. That was the captain who, yeah. who wanted to go back home to Dijon, needed yeah. to go, and now has re- reemerged right back, that was back a, in Canada. That was a short turnaround trip. Well, and it was, you know, you figure that it has something to do with his daughter, I think, who was, who was getting yeah, medical I, care. Yeah, I have seen those rumors, and yeah. not to make light of it, but, you know, hopefully, you know, it's something where, you know, if, if it's something for his family and it works out, that's great. Good for him. That's right. That's how it works. So, uh, so now you have SC Cincinnati back in the first spot and Toronto back in the back spot. By the way, they didn't move the Galaxy at all. They're still in the exact yeah. same spot that they were in. Um, I believe. I believe. I don't, I don't think I'm wrong with that. I don't know. Go look at the allocation <laughs> order. They <laughs> were 11th last time Professional I checked. Professional podcaster. That's right. That's how I did it. Um, all right. Let's get to the rumors now. Uh, the rumors are an important part of this, just because you need to know what to pay attention to, what not to pay attention to. Let's start with 20-year-old Reese Oxford to the LA Galaxy on loan. This was from. West Ham United. Uh, West Ham apparently was uh, this this particular defender, Reese Oxford, is unhappy with his contract, wants to get moved, um, and that there has been interest from several American outlets. But there, I think Arsenal was also interested, and some yeah, of the other big it's names. Tough teams. competition. And so there was this loan idea to the LA Galaxy. Kevin Baxter came out, shot this down pretty quickly, saying the Galaxy say there's no truth to report, so you can throw Reese Oxford. That's in the frigid cold one uh, line of that. So it could be other teams in Major League Soccer that are interested. But um, and I think we say this every time that there's a rumor. Whenever there's rumors of a player coming to Major League Soccer, the LA Galaxy just always get thrown because of brand recognition. Right. So, you know, it may be real, it may not be real, but the Galaxy's name is always going to get thrown out there no matter what, if there's a link to the league. Yeah, very well could be. Uh, now let's get to the other rumor, which isn't as cold, but might just be like lukewarm. Uh, I have it as cold because I, I just don't believe it as well. Um, this is the one I know the chat room has been just berating me about 23 year old <laughs> defender Juan Escobar uh, a Paraguayan who's made one appearance for the Paraguayan national team in 2017 made 40 appearances for uh, Sarah Porteño in 2018 uh, he is 23 years old which of course gets everybody yeah. super excited 23 about 23 year old defender that checks all the boxes now now his agent has come out and said <laughs> this this is going to be the most expensive transfer in Paraguayan football history so already you know that MLS like is not really he doesn't know how MLS works um, so that, shout out to his agent yeah, you know, right? pumping him up. Pump it up. He's That's doing right. his job. You don't want your agent to be like, oh, no. this will be a reasonably Ex- priced transfer. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you you know. want your agent. Yeah, that's the kind of agent you want. Yeah, and and so it's 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 one of those. It's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's fine. I'm I'm good with that. Um, so anyway, I, I did reach out to some of my sources about this, um, and uh, was asked who that guy was. Um, so <laughs> I will tell you that uh, as of right now, it's not something that I'm paying attention to. The Google search is on. Yeah, it's, you can you can do a lot of things. You can find. It, I mean, he seems like he seems like he's a good player. It just doesn't seem like that there's any sort of heat to this rumor at all. And like we say, we always try to look for the smoke. Yes. When there's smoke, and then eventually you can get to fire. But right now, it feels like you know. There's no matches. Still um, in the cold. Still in the cold. So the, in the dead of winter, there is no heat uh, right now for uh, Juan Escobar. Now that can change. Uh, certainly, my sources are not all knowing everything, but there's people close enough that I usually get a heads up. I knew Juninho was probably somebody to pay attention to about two or three weeks before he signed. So we had that one sort of you know paying attention and and, and getting that correctly. Um, so you know you can sort of see how some of these things go. And and Scalotto happened so quickly over a, over a lot of things that we didn't have him on the tracker. So I mean. Things like that happen. And guys, this is how it usually happens is guys will appear out of nowhere and very quickly you realize it's very real and yeah. that it happens and there's buzz and I can hear it. And I can be like, oh, oh, I don't, I never heard happening here. I never heard of this guy ever before. And now I better like study him on YouTube because this is going to happen. And then there's ones that like take forever to fizzle out. There's like, oh, this guy. You're like, no, not that guy. Sebastian Legette yeah. was that way. Speaking of West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seba- yeah. Sebastian Legette was that way. There was a West Ham, um, like, uh, 
it, it was a blog. It wasn't like a, an official news source that had Sebastian Legette going to the LA Galaxy for like four months. Wow. And, and, and I'm like, oh, that can't be true because it was four months. But it was. We just found out later that the contract got held up and then one of the teams didn't want Sebastian to come back to the Galaxy and they tried to stop it. And eventually Major League Soccer said, well, then you have to get something or make it go away. And eventually that, I think it was We're, New England who, okay. who wanted him. It's always New England throwing a wrench in the plans. You know what? That's true. <laughs> You know, it's 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 Bob Kraft is, it is, is what Bob it is. Kraft, That's uh, he's he's just you know egging it's, everybody it's on. His collar and his sleeves that mess things up. Yeah, uh, you know, and again, there's all there's so many there's so many transfer accounts out yeah. there. I pay attention to them. I mean, you have to you have to pay attention to them. Um, you have to look and you have to say, does this make sense? Now, this is a defender, so it makes yeah. sense. The other one, Reese Oxford, a defender, makes, makes sense. sense. Young, young, yeah, defender. And and part of this is you want it to be true. You you want these uh, people who were standouts and, and youth programs and and show a lot of promise. These are the types of players you want the galaxy going average go, going after. It's just a matter to see if it's real. Yeah, and and you know we don't know, so yeah. we, we sort of sit here and I think and, the, guess a little bit. Another piece of it is with Scalotto coming in. Naturally, there's going to be rumors of players that he's coached and he has. So I think that's that's the next level is going to be all the players that are linked to Scalotto specifically. That's going to be the next phase of this is, you know, what, uh, what players from Boca are going to be following, uh, you know, what players that he, he knows has connections with. So I think that's going to be the next piece. Well, you know, I don't get to be a fan of too many things like uh, on a regular basis, but if Pato ever actually comes oh. to the LA galaxy, his butt is going to be sitting in this it's, studio. It's, it's a matter of time. And Kevin's getting kicked to the curb because yeah. it's the Pato and Pato show. And that's, that's how it is. <laughs> the Panda will be out. It'll be Pato and Pato and Panda watching from outside. Oh, so this is going to be a good time. That's right. That's how it goes. Um, also Zlatan, of course, is always welcome to come in here and, and sit down anytime he wants to come. <laughs> Got to go ice fishing with Zlatan. That's Have what I said. We need to talk about this because this is it's the perfect time to talk about it. But you need to so um, so Eric has started um, a I don't I, I you sell it because you do <laughs> I love it I actually yeah. I, it's a place that I get to this I love social media I follow things I do it but I can't possibly catch yeah. everything and Eric has taken it upon himself uh, on Instagram to start uh, professional foul the professional the prof- foul. sorry I even came up with the name you think it, <laughs> I I helped with that um, the professional foul um, it's on Instagram and it's Galaxy. It's at Galaxy Profile. Profile, right. On, okay. On Instagram, because I didn't want you to type out the whole thing. Yeah. And, and basically, just from following all of the Galaxy players on Instagram and seeing their stories, it's it's interesting. And especially when you see them comment on each other's posts and go back and forth, it almost feel, felt like, you know, this needs to be documented. And, and there are a lot of fans out there who already follow these these players, but this is just going to be a home, you know, where you can see Zlatan ice fishing. You can see Jonathan Dos Santos wearing uh, scuba goggles. So it's, it's something to have a little bit of fun. It's not there to, you know, expose anyone or catch anything. It's just a place to have a little fun. If they it, put it on Instagram. It on just, Instagram. Just... And like the, the Yuli, you know, Yanez thing, you right. know, that was something that Teclos is involved. So that may lead to something, uh, you know, in the galaxy's future. So if we see something like that, then, you know, you're going to put it on there. So if, that's something that interests you. I think the other uh, way we put it, it's it's like e-news, but for the galaxy. Yeah. So basically, if you want to know what's going on in their lives, follow at Galaxy Profile, and, and, the professional file. And don't pretend like y'all don't follow e-news and follow that <laughs> exactly. stuff. And you're like flipping through the stories yeah, You know all exactly time. what we're talking we about. Know, you know exactly. So Eric is running that. Uh, it's linked here with Corner of the Galaxy. So it is you know technically under our umbrella. He's been doing a great job. Uh, I think uh, I think some people in the uh, front office already follow you and, and are watching <laughs> uh, watching your posts. Sir. I'll be careful. You're, well, listen, I mean, if it's up to them, right? They don't have to follow everybody's posts either. Yeah. They can just follow that, you. To that's true. I'm, I'm doing there. And that's the thing that I've learned while doing this. You know, we, we discussed 
discussed this, you know, off mic and said, okay, let's come up with this idea. And as I started doing it, I realized, I don't know that I'm, <laughs> I'm on vacation right now, so I'm able to handle it. But once I actually have, have my real job to do, I don't know how I'm going to be able to keep up with this because you really can spit. This is a full-time job keeping up with the Instagram lives I'm, of I mean, LA Galaxy players. I mean, you can have a spinoff Jermaine Jones channel all by itself. You know, if you so, really I forget who was. Someone brought that up. They said, Why, you know, where's the Jermaine Jones content? And I said, I gave up on that because <laughs> he, he's his own content. I'm not going to do any justice you know, handpicking the highlights. But I am following, and that's a great story if you want to follow Jermaine Jones because that guy is his own soap opera. It's exciting. There you go. <laughs> that's all I can say. So, uh, of course, uh, at Galaxy Profile on Instagram, uh, stories, Instagram posts, stuff like that. My favorite part is that uh, he reposts stuff I put on Instagram. So that's always nice. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, we're fam- it's a family family program. It's, it's a family oh, Look program. at that. Someone started following. The, the live show is working. Live, <laughs> magic. <laughs> Just got my update. Magic. All right. Uh, some LA Galaxy alumni news before we get out of here. Oscar Sorto has popped up, uh, and apparently uh, he has and will be joining uh, Santa Tecla FC. And no, I have no idea where that is, and we should have checked that before we started this. So you check that out while I tell you where he's coming from. Uh, Oscar Sorto, of course, uh, formerly of LA Galaxy 2 in the LA Galaxy Academy, uh, and then went over to Orange County FC of the USL, uh, now has come back um, and and will be playing for Santa Tecla FC, just if you're looking for the... It's a uh, Salvadorian multi-sport club based in Santa Tecla. There you go. Was, so you I mean, and El Salvador. I, I, I figured it was probably the name of somewhere. I just didn't know where it was. <laughs> and so. on the, it said El Salvador. I don't know if it's saying that he's El Salvadorian or if the club's El Salvadorian. It's a translation. The translation is a little, a little funky there. Me but basically, he's going to El Salvador to play, play some soccer. Which is good. So uh, if you had that one. I don't know if we put this one on there. I'm pretty sure we talked about it, but Ari Lasseter to Alualense, which yes. is where his dad played at one point as well. So Ari Lasseter, uh, LA Galaxy alumni news as well in that direction. So um, I think that's about it. I, I don't know that there's much more to talk about. Much more. That was plenty. That was a lot. We had a lot to talk about in this uh, little hibernation window. Yeah, it was, it's a weird week. It's it's a weird week. I don't like it. Um, we're basically getting <laughs> ready to wrap up the uh, the Corner of the Galaxy fiscal year here, oh, uh, which nice. happens to land on the calendar year so as bring, well. Bring those W-2s out. <laughs> yeah. Shh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, you know, so, so all these things. I think the LA Galaxy uh, now sixty-five days until the match against Chicago. So uh, if you're if you're paying attention to that, the days are taking down. You're almost three months. It's going to come up away. very very quickly. You very- think about how uh, from seasons end to now, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But we're about the same distance from the end of the season that we are from starting the season. Yeah, I would like to point out one time that uh, you during the show have amassed one thousand one hundred and seventy-two Audi index points. Oh wow. I, I think have, that's no, that's not a new record. I've 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 had I've I think you got a million. Before, yeah. I think you got a million yeah. ones. Um, <laughs> I have negative four hundred and seventy-two thousand. It's the Pato um, reference. Yeah. You got to stop bringing that up. I got to stop bringing it up. And uh, that goes uh, out to uh, one of our uh, our chat room guys who said that we each got minus fifty Audi index points for not mentioning the Audi index. So oh. Burn. You know what? Wheels within wheels. Burn. All right. <laughs> that's how we roll here. All right. This is a live show. I can throw it in any time I want. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that about does it. The LA Galaxy getting ready to, uh, by the way, I would like to point out the front office of the LA Galaxy is technically off this week. And so there's nothing that's supposed to be why you're not seeing the official announcements. Yeah. And so follow at Galaxy Profile on Instagram. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's tough whenever you, um, whenever you're trying to announce news in this window, it's a bad window to announce yeah. news. People aren't paying attention. Funny enough, when people are at work, they pay more attention to Galaxy News than whenever like the weekends or, or off days. That's probably that's, true. That's the hundred percent true. I can show you the numbers. Um, so anyway, so that's how it goes. So, uh, as far as the next podcast, Kevin and I, again, off because it is going to be uh, New, Year's a New Year's New Year's Day, New Year's, no, New Year's Eve. 
New Year's Eve we'd have to record it's on the same thing. Whatever it is, uh, New Year's Eve we'd have to record on. I actually have a wedding that I'm going to. That you know, night. I just found out that that's a thing. New Year's Eve's wedding. I've it's, never been to a New Year's it, Eve wedding, and ha- I heard it's a thing. It, you didn't know it was a thing. I did not know it was. I've never been. So how would I know? But I have. I have to enjoy. Go on a, I have to go on a boat. On and, a boat uh, and it, and New Year's Eve. This it, is a double whammy. It is. I I promised the groom that I would only sing "I'm on a boat" three times because <sighs> it's, it's not enough. It's the only real song that I I know about a boat. <laughs> I think you lose. Audi index points for singing. I think that. I gain them. I think I gain them. <laughs> we'll so, see. So we'll, we'll leave it to the chat. So room. we'll be back uh, possibly next Thursday. So a week from Thursday, we're gonna be back and uh, and have another show. Um, and we'll get you updated on all the stuff that's happening just before the MLS Super Draft and anything else that has sort of happened in terms of official announcements and anything like that. Uh, LA Galaxy getting closer and closer to the kickoff at the start of the year. January twenty first is the date we're anticipating preseason starting. So set your calendars for that. There are preseason games and dates all out there right now. So you're gonna want to do that as well. Eric, anything else? That's it. All right. Happy uh, wh- New Year. Yeah, I was going to say, tell people where they can find you, and we'll uh, we'll get on out of here. You can find me on Twitter, at GIS Hammer. Still at 498. Got to get a 500. So, you know, throw me a follow on Twitter. You can also hear me on Guys in Shorts. So you can follow them, at Guys in Shorts LA on Twitter. You can also listen to me this week, Double Dose of Pod. I was at the King's Realm Pod, talking about the Los Angeles Kings, if that's your thing. And like we mentioned earlier, you can follow all your Galaxy social media news at The Professional Foul on Instagram, at Galaxy Profile. All right, and if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find all of our articles, all of our uh, written uh, written articles, all of our podcasts, anything, uh, including the off-season trackers there as well. Uh, we're going to have some new merchandise, a new shirt coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Again, save that date, same date as the, uh, as the February... OC Great Park game where the LA Galaxy I think they're the Whitecaps I think it's the Whitecaps Whitecaps yeah it's the Whitecaps Uh, there so save that date just walk out before that game a couple you know three four hours and maybe we're going to set something up down here in Orange County and try to put together a live show I'll have more details on that as we get closer All right, for Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira I'm Josh Gessman you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com have a great one everybody You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.